0: I cannot wait for you all to hear from today's guest on Belonging in Classrooms. Oh my goodness, Tracy Bird, one of the teachers that just knows naturally how to relate to students. It's been my honor to have uh, Mr. Bird as my children's teacher and their coach, and I've been able to watch him in action for at least a year and a half now and I am always amazed at the amount of time he takes to check in with every athlete as they head out, to cheer for everyone, to give some ideals and some instructions and he does it with such deep knowing of the students and such deep relationship and that you can feel the mutual respect between him and students and so... I recently took a few minutes to ask several of Coach Bird's students, like, how do you feel about Mr. Bird, Tracy Bird, or Bird, as the kids call him? And they said, there was never a dull moment in Bird's class, or he always brings energy, even when you're really tired. I wish I could take his class again. And even students who come into his classroom and maybe don't perform at the level he knows they're capable of, they still know that their relationship with him is available and that they can come back and they can make it right and they can have another chance. So I am just so excited to, to be able to highlight, to be able to listen and to learn from Coach Tracy Bird who, by the way, just a little side note, is a nominee for Minnesota's Teacher of the Year this year. We cannot wait to see how that works out. So join me as I welcome Coach Bird to the podcast today on Belonging in Classrooms. Tracy Bird, welcome to the podcast.
1: Well, thank you. It's good to yeah. be here. Yeah.
0: So, okay. I know... From being able to watch you both on the field and in the classroom and in the hallways and after school, that you prioritize high relationships with all of your students. Like I know how important relationship Mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. How do you find the capacity for that?
1: (laughs) It's that's a very good question. You're welcome. I I, I honestly don't know. It's just something that Mm -hmm. that I do. It's what I know is to get athlete to get the student to do and give me their best yeah i have to be there for them and so as whatever that takes whatever that looks like is what i have to do in order to get that out of them
0: okay but you notice so many details about students like I watch. Do you know that sometimes at a track meet, I'm watching you, and you're working. Like I saw this today. Check it on this right now. You like your sunglasses this way. You like this this way, right? And and so how is that? Is that a conscious thing that you do, or is that just a not Like were you just always great at relationships?
1: It's it's a little bit of both. I've worked at it. It some of it comes easy, but it's just re- realizing that you know certain students like certain things. Yeah. And so I kind of remember you know handshake with one student looks like this fist bump with this student toe tap with this student we say hi this way to this student i mean it's it's just again what do they need to be at their best and then it's my job to remember what that is and have them at their best
0: okay so you and i have had long conversations about high standards mm-hmm. for every student mm-hmm. So like I know and I know that's a priority for you. Like you you want them to do their best mm-hmm. when they come in the room no matter what else is going on for them. How did you come to that view as a teacher?
1: I think it started at home. I feel like it did. My mom had very she was very casual but had very high you're not just going to lay around and do nothing. Mm. Then as I got older it was just kind of one of those if you're going to do something why not do it the best way you know how like why would you not give your all Hmm. i guess why would it be okay to be second best and so that just became my mindset and now fortunately or unfortunately those are that's what my students get like every time you walk through the door we are going to strive for excellence period we're going to struggle to get there but we're definitely going to strive for the excellence
0: I've seen students you know talk to you and really name that they didn't like regret that they didn't work <laughs> harder for you and I think that speaks to the to the both like the they, they feel a deep sense of belonging in your classroom even if they don't always have the maturity mm. to show that with their actions
1: that's the one that's the good thing and the bad thing about the job and ninth grade, mm. and it's like you know it is that hole that planting that bamboo, like I might not see it. I want to like I really want to it makes me feel good it 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 fills me to know like that worked, so mm. now I can try it again, but there is some. Maybe not this year. Maybe it's going to be next year. Maybe it's their junior year. Maybe it's their senior year. Maybe it's two years after. But it's, it's going to click sometime. And, you know, I'm just trying to shorten that gap of when it clicks. Mm.
0: So most students haven't had a teacher of color before they had you. Um, I know my daughter did not have a teacher of color before she had you, and my son still hasn't, right? But, like, so how – and I, I also know – that um many students of color that I know name the different feeling that they have Mm. in your class so how is your class different
1: that's a very good question because literally the three of us that teach ninth grade English do the same thing pretty much on the same day pretty much at the same time during class I feel like it's just me like I I am different the the path that got me here to this job made me look at things differently than a typical um did well in high school yeah knew I wanted to be in education went to education now they've been in education 15 20 like that I didn't have that path so when you get me you get a whole lot of something else
0: <laughs> <laughs> also true also true <laughs> Um, what's, um, what's one thing you wish you could change about your job or your influence? So like another way that I say this is like you had a magic wand, okay, a million dollars, whatever. If there was like a reality you could change about public school education,
1: what would it be? I would, Oh, well, I have a million dollars, so I could do a lot of things.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so let's play the game. So the first thing, I, <laughs> the
1: first thing I would do is I would somehow... Institute inside the school a culture of it's a privilege to be here inside this school. Mm. So for the students, you don't just get to walk here and do nothing. Like because it goes back to that whole excellence thing. If you woke yourself up and you made it all the way here, walk into the classroom and go knock that out. Like it's not a it's it's not a right. Like you don't get to just do it just because you're in ninth grade or tenth grade. Mm. You have to earn being here Mm -hmm. and and that's your sweat equity that's writing the paper that's being on time that's being respectful to administrators that's doing all of those things that are going to prepare you for being a good citizen so that's the first thing I would do and the second one I would just have more I would like to have more teachers of color around I I remember (laughs) telling a, a I worked at a different a different district and I was like do you realize there are Entire HBCUs that graduate teachers. And so there's like 300 of them coming out. If we grabbed 10%, 20%, and then brought them here, this is how we build it. And the district was kind of like, well, you know, we want, they don't want to come here. It was like, you could go there. (laughs) <laughs> and go get them and bring them. I mean, like, like we have to think creatively if we want to change the problem, but or correct it. And I don't know if that's really what we want to do.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think there's a lot of lip service, right? I mm-hmm. think there's a lot of dreams, and I, I, generally speaking. Lots of us want lots of things. But the very minute we get a hint of change, we're like, oh, not that thing, right? And so I do. I think, I think that our district has a value of it. I think we have all of these initiatives and all of these things. At the end of the day,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you're still mm-hmm. the teacher of color that teaches English mm-hmm. at your school. Right? right? It's still mm-hmm. the reality. Mm-hmm. My kids were still in high school before they had that experience. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, I was on a call today with someone. And she was saying that her second grade teacher at Lindale was her first and only ever teacher of color, and she remembered it by name and how she felt in that classroom.
1: I, Doesn't yeah? I went. I went through high school. I went college a couple of times, and then had my first educator of color. Like I, I, I had gone through, and so part of this is. I want to make sure that other students don't go through Washburn where I graduated and say, I didn't have this. I didn't have that. No one told me this. No one told me that. So that's a lot of my motivation is you won't be able to say that because I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to show you this. I'm going to put this in front of you. I'm going to do the things that I don't remember if they were done for me, but I don't remember it. So clearly it wasn't memorable. So I want to make sure for you it is.
0: If, even if I say it 15 times, I have to say it 15 times and put it up
1: on the board, and then make sure it hits on your classroom page. This is
0: not. This is not on our notes. But you want to? Do you want to tell about your story about how you're going to write the book someday?
1: The, oh, wow! And I, the I don't even know what chapter we're on right now, but I've I've got chapter headings. I've got. It, being in Minneapolis being back in Minneapolis has definitely shown me a lot of things and it's and it's given me it's given me joy it's given me heartache it's giving yes. me headache i mean it, it's it all the feels are I there know. sometimes
0: uh, within the same class hour oh
1: my gosh my last hour of the day the first 3 weeks i was like i don't know if i can keep doing this mm. and then all of a sudden i'm kind of like this is their this is their spirit. Like this is who they are. And so instead of me trying to make them become like another class period that I have, I have to allow them to be this class period and now it's just kind of like this is the best class period like this is it. Like I look forward. Come on fifth hour, give me what you got.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I do I do think that there there is something deeply unique in the way you, st- you see students that I don't see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, like we have to just name that. I, I often see that in our district, once a child has a story about them, it's really hard for them to break free of that story. It is. It really follows them.
1: I tell the ninth graders on day one, I don't know who you are. Mm. So whatever middle school you went to, whatever, whatever you, however you think about school, I don't know that. But I'm going to get to know you right now. You don't know me. So Mm. we're brand new. So we both get to be a new person right now. If whatever hasn't worked, if it hasn't worked for you, you don't have to bring that same you into this classroom because Mm. I don't know you. Like, so Mm. you don't have you're not impressing me. You're not doing. So try something new. If it hasn't worked, here's where we get out on that limb and we we try it. Mm. And if it does work, we go with it. And if it doesn't work. You know, we've got a bunch of days that we can throw that away and try it again. And so for the most part, it takes them a while to, to Mr. Bird, I don't know if you're being serious or not. And it's like, try it like, 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 try it. And by the, by now, third quarter, fourth quarter, that's when they're kind of like, you know, and it's like, now you have 10th grade, you have 11th grade, you have 12th grade, you have the rest of your life because you've tried Mm. something new. Try it. You might like it, you might not, (laughs) but you might.
0: So one of my dreams is that entire cities would see public school systems as our responsibility. Mm -hmm. It's long been one of my dreams. Because I think, to me, I believe that public schools are like our chance to create a democracy Mm -hmm. and to really do well by all of our citizens. I wish that... um, every org and everything and every restaurant was like not just that parents who had privilege and wealth would walk around and get some things or donate some things, but that our city would see our public schools as like, we aren't working until our public schools are working. What's something you wish the community could do to support you in your work?
1: (laughs) Well, one thing they do. Yeah. I play a lot of golf. Okay. So each golf course, I, this is brand new this year, I tried okay. this, this this past summer. Each golf course I go to, I ask them, do you want to donate and sponsor a ninth grade English class? All I need is a box of your pencils. Because during school, you know, I have students come up, you know, everyone take out a pencil. I don't have a pencil. Oh, got one here for golf, you right now. Got golf one, pencil. Got one. And when they say, why is it such a little pencil? You could bring a pencil from, I mean, you could have your own pencil. <laughs> or you can have this pencil. I mean, the choice is yours. Or you could just say, thank you, here's a pencil. So literally, I go to all these golf courses, and I'm just like, I just need it. Because, you know, they get boxes yes. upon boxes. Yes. And it, and what I wish they knew is just, it's just the small things. It is the it, small things. <laughs> I mean, yes. just whatever can keep education flowing. Totally. Paper, pencils, notebooks, um, boxes of chalk so then on days where we have 20 minutes or 30 minutes they can just go crazy on the chalkboard Mm. and then markers to go on the grease i mean just whatever it is to help out school and and some people think it has to be this large
0: it totally yes yes or the schools are intimidating i i don't know and yeah but like you could just be ask a teacher i have i would love to have recipe cards that every teacher could put out yes the city would just fill them until we, <laughs> we baked a perfect public school. Thank you, I finished my analogy. Um, okay, tell me a story about an impact that Minneapolis Public Schools has had on you. I, you can, it doesn't have to be the biggest one, or the negative one, or the positive one. Okay. It can be whatever you want it to be.
1: I don't like riding the buses um, for, <laughs> for athletics okay. because multiple times the buses have left us. Hmm. I mean, one of my first years coaching at Washburn, we are at Fridley and we bring two buses over and only one bus comes to pick us up. And this is where I, this is after I come back from a pretty large, well-funded district. So things I are know. working a certain way. Yes, that's right. And in my head, I'm just like, well, if you knew two buses brought us over, how come there's only one bus to bring us back? And this happened again and again, mm-hmm. to the point where now I, I coach the track team and I'm like, we're not gonna take buses because the last thing you want is to see me when there's no bus that that's supposed to pick me up. And I mean, and this is, and I just kind of go, what message does this send to our kids that, yeah. you know?" and, it, and it's well, well, we have to learn how to pivot. We have to learn how to improvise. We have to learn, right, I get it. And we will, but what message does this send to our kids. Especially we
0: <laughs> when we've just been at a track meet at a school where their practice field is three times the size and nicer than any one of our high schools here in the city. Right. right? I mean, it's really, it's really tough sometimes to say, hey, like every single kid in this state is a future citizen of this state. Right. And so like they all need what they need. I feel that. I feel that. I feel like our urban district is like a barge in a small river with a couple of engines out. <laughs> We're chugging along. Drifting.
1: We're not real global. <laughs> right. We're trying our best.
0: Some people are working really hard. <laughs> and and that's the thing. And so
1: there is this aspect of being resilient and yeah. then, you know, doing more with less. Like that is a thing. Like I I get that. And it sometimes it's kinda like but sometimes we don't have to.
0: Sometimes but. teachers need to dream. <laughs> like,
1: you know, like, why can't we sometimes do more with more? Mm-hmm. Like that, that you know.
0: Just once. Just,
1: just once. Just once.
0: <laughs> yeah. I feel that. I feel that. Well, I want to thank you for who you are in our district and who you are as an educator. Rumor has it you have a Teacher of the Year nomination pending somewhere in the recesses. That
1: that rumor has been substantiated.
0: Yeah, I'm very excited for you, and I'm so thankful for you taking the time at the end of your due today day to be here today on Belonging in Classrooms.
1: Thank you, thank you very much.